This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski, Senior Vice President and Senior Portfolio Manager at Raymond James. And Lori is with us now. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you doing? I am good, thank you. And listen, your job just must be nuts right now. Well, it's uh, like I always say, it's new and exciting every day. I'll definitely, bet. Uh, <laughs> definitely not for the faint of heart. No, how um, are the markets know, today? Markets are fantastic. Uh, they're in the green. I mean, we had the, the fastest bear market in history, and then we've had the fastest bull market in history. So how things can change so quickly. Um, many investors uh, may be scratching their heads going, how did this happen? We still have COVID around. Uh, you know, today we've got the Dow up 500 points. We've got the S&P up almost 70, close to 3,000 again. Um, and markets now year to date are kind of in that 10 to 14% range, I guess I would say, depending on what index you're looking at. Uh, so there's been a big recovery off the bottom. And even though COVID is still with us and will be for some time, uh, the stock market is always forward-looking and uh, not forward-looking by tomorrow, looking months ahead and saying, you know, the worst is likely behind us. Uh, economies are starting to reopen uh, and earnings season that we're going through right now, uh, which does include kind of a month of closures, uh, is not looking as bad uh, as it was expected. And that's why you're seeing markets moving higher. Okay, that's really interesting then because I know everybody was bracing for the worst, weren't they? Well, the worst already happened, and that's that's the one thing in in markets. Um, you know, a lot of people look, you know, backwards and in reverse, and going, oh, okay, what if, what if? Um, you know, it, there's obviously going to be some volatility going forward. We need to see how the economies uh, reopen, and we want to make sure that people have jobs to go back to. Um, and because we're hearing all different kinds of stats and uh, how small and medium businesses feel, uh, and, and that it's going to be a new normal, as uh, you know, as uh, people are saying now. So what does that mean for the economy and the reopening? So the second quarter earnings are going to be just as important as what we're seeing today. Um, so to have some volatility going forward, uh, that would be normal. Markets can't just go straight up, uh, just like they don't go straight down forever, you know. And so we knew that there would be a rebound at some point. Uh, but how quickly uh, many things have come back. Um, but you also have to look at the sectors, I will say, too, though. So when you look at year-to-date, like technology, consumer discretionary, uh, consumer staples are kind of flat to down 5% year-to-date. Financials uh, down 25%. Industrials down 20 And energy stocks down 37%. So, again, not everyone's feeling the rebound. It's really important, as I've been saying for weeks, it depends what your portfolio is in, uh, whether you're going to do well this year or participate in this recovery. All right. So you, you mentioned it there, though, but reopening the economy, is, is the potential for reopening the economy in some areas also helping the markets? Oh, for sure. Uh, so a number of European countries, including Germany, Austria, uh, even Italy, have started to phase in certain businesses uh, that are going to reopen 
Uh, again, over various time frames, uh, France and Spain are talking about it. Now, again, that uh, reopening can happen in May to a certain degree. And, of course, we're hearing Trudeau talk about it here in Canada. Uh, and Dr. Bonnie Henry as well. I mean, you know, two weeks ago, it looked like everything was going to be closed for a month or two more. Uh, but uh, very quickly did that change. And so some provinces like Saskatchewan, New Brunswick, uh, which had very few cases, are definitely planning to reopen. And in BC here, uh, things have obviously uh, flattened uh, in terms of the curve uh, to a certain degree. And it looks like they're going to start having a plan to reopen uh, some businesses uh, in the near future. Right. So you think markets are definitely responding to that? Markets are responding to that and as well as to earnings at this point. Um, so again, the markets are forward looking. So, um, and also the idea is, is that uh, expectations were so low, um, either for right. earnings uh, or for the idea of reopening, that any positive news has created kind of this excitement in the market to move higher, uh, um, along with the idea that a vaccine could be um, as well being worked on. Uh, and then when that uh, comes through, of course, markets would move much higher. But again, we're still waiting, waiting uh, on that for sure. It's still going to take a while, though, for people to recover, right, Laurie? Because I know a lot of people like me probably got their their you know financial statements in the mail in the last week or so and I didn't want to open that thing when it arrived. Yeah. yeah. So I mean March thirty first, I would say that's I mean that's close to the low in markets. March twenty third was the low. April has been a much better month, so you're probably more excited to open up uh, your April statement yeah. or or sign up online and you might be able to see it much quicker than than waiting a few weeks. Um but yeah, so this is what I've been saying. It really you know the the degree of which um, an investor was affected by the market conditions depended on what they had in their portfolio and if their financial advisor made any changes during that time uh, to make sure that you're in the right sectors going forward. Again, we're not out of the woods yet, so you still have right. time to restructure your portfolio uh, to take advantage of some of the opportunities that we've seen out there. We continue to see, but also make sure uh, that your portfolio is protected uh, going on in the next few months because, again, we're not out of the woods. So we're in a recession right now. We want to make sure people can get back to work. Uh, so even though this uh, market is looking strong and looking good, uh, you still need to make changes in your portfolio, in my opinion. Yeah, let's talk about safety, because I think that's on a lot of people's minds right now, financial safety and security. And do you think that's why a lot of people I- I've heard from notaries and things that are they're doing their wills? Yeah, you know, we've had a lot uh, more inquiries um, about uh, about wills uh, and estate planning over the last little while. I think it's because people have more time uh, as they're at home. Uh, they're thinking about these sorts of things. And again, you're kind of planning for the inevitable. Um, you know, talking with your spouse, or your family about your will and your estate is not something you generally like to do over dinner. Uh, but when people are looking for things to do at this point, uh, it is a good time to, to really dive down into it and get it done. Every time that I meet with uh, with new clients or prospective clients, I always ask them the question, you know, have you updated your will recently? And, and many look at me with this this uh, look of guilt, you know, I've asked the wrong question, you know, and because they haven't updated it. But I always say, well, this is, you know, this is the first step, right? Your financial advisor should be talking to you, not just about your investments, not just about your portfolio, but about your state and planning and tax planning, making sure more money stay within the family uh, than leaking out to the government. And you need to do that by having a properly set up will, 
uh, making sure you have a power of attorney, uh, making sure you're choosing your executor wisely. Okay, what does that mean? Uh, so in terms of an executor, uh, yeah. so executor, they are the person that carries out uh, the will's provision. So they can't change your will, but they're the one that's going to kind of uh, divvy it up. And how to pick a an executor, you need someone that you trust, that can manage your affairs, that's reliable. Ideally, someone that uh, lives within your city because they're going to be looking at your mail and right. so on. Uh, they should be capable um, uh, but sympathetic because they're going to be dealing with your family members. Um, and that's can, tough, right, after somebody you know, passes away. It can be, and especially if, if the discussions haven't happened, right? So, so if, you're have, if you're open with your family about your estate, I, I've seen it uh, as an easier transition, but that's not always the case. Remember, you don't have to uh, disclose everything to your family about your net worth and all those sorts of things, um, but you definitely want to make sure that you have a proper executor right. in place, that uh, you and your spouse, if you have one, have, have talked about how you want to divide things up, uh, you have to talk about family trust sometimes, right? Um, this is if you want to kind of control how the money is going to be spent later on, say if you have uh, minor children or you have uh, adult children that may just not be good with money or you're worried about a possibility of a divorce in the future, uh, that you want to protect those assets within the family. And that's why we have these conversations with people. They're just so important, uh, even though they're not, uh, like I said, the, the easiest conversations, but yeah. they have to be done. Now, do you do a financial estate plan that goes into the will or is that separate? Yeah, so a financial estate plan we do prior to any of our clients meeting with uh, with a lawyer. Um, and the financial estate plan, again, what we're looking at there, we, we want to talk about uh, their own retirement, make sure they have enough money uh, that they can survive on during retirement to do the things that they want to do. We talk about early gifting. We talk about tax planning, all those sorts of things. Uh, and then we say, okay, now that we kind of have this on paper, now mm-hmm. it's a good time that we refer you to a lawyer or if you have your own lawyer, you meet with them. Uh, and then we can put a, a will together based on this financial and estate plan. And so it's just, it's, it's a good way because it's a service that doesn't cost anything. Most financial advisors offer financial and estate plans for free. So why not get that down yeah. uh, on paper and then go see a lawyer, as we all know, this, that costs hourly later on, right? So, <laughs> so get as much information as you can up front with your financial advisor and then move to the lawyer and make sure you uh, have everything organized, uh, like I said, for the inevitable, unfortunately, but you'll feel a lot better and so will your, so will your family as well. Good advice as always. Thank you, Lori. Thanks so much, Simi. That is Lori Pinkowski helping us to make sense of the markets. She's the Senior Vice President and Senior Portfolio Manager at Raymond James. Now, you can contact her team directly, 604-915-LORI, or you can visit their website at pinkowski.ca.